The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 48. This is the seventh episode in a series about what the church is and what it's called to be, and this episode will focus on generosity. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As I'm recording this, it's Christmas morning, so if you're listening to this any time in the recent future, wish you a Merry Christmas. And thinking of Christmas, we think of gifts, and thinking of gifts, we think of generosity. And so that's one of the reasons why this particular episode will focus on that attribute of the church. This is an area where the church has sometimes done exceedingly well and sometimes done poorly. And so let's look at first at some of the historical things the church has done and then jump back to the Bible and what the Bible has to say about the church and its generous nature. A lot of schools, hospitals, universities have been opened up by the church. A lot of work is done to this day in parts of the world, not necessarily for people who are Christian, by the church. And in this area, the church has done a really good job of emphasizing the generous love of God. And yet there are other places where the church becomes insular, and where the money that goes into the church is spent on the church building more as a clubhouse than anything else. The first thing that the Bible says about generosity is that it is a characteristic of God that this is something that God does. And certainly we see that in the grace of God, grace being when we're given things that we don't deserve. Uh, Matthew 20 is a particular story that comes to mind. It's the parable of the workers in the vineyard. And you may remember that particular parable. There were workers who started working at the beginning of the day and ones who started working much later in the day. And at the end of the day, he started paying the ones who started working later first, and he paid them with a denarius, which is a generous pay for a day's wage. And those who were working the whole day through the heat of the day expected that even though they had agreed to work for a denarius, that they would must be getting more since the ones who didn't do all the work were getting that much. But they only got what had been agreed upon, a denarius, and they grumbled. And the owner of the vineyard said, who represents God in this story, friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired the last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? God gives to us in ways that we don't deserve. And God also expects the church to be generous. Did you know that generosity is one of the things that is listed as a gift, as a spiritual gift? If we look in Romans 12, starting in verse 4, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him do it generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Giving to the needs of others is a spiritual gift. It is something that God is encouraging us to do, and not just through stewardship sermons at particular times of year, but that God wants us to show his generosity in what we do individually as well as through the church. 
One of the first places in the Bible that it talks about the generosity of a church is in 2 Corinthians 8. And this is in context when Paul is taking an offering that is coming from the Macedonian churches to the poor in Jerusalem. And this is what he writes to the Corinthians. And now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. And they did not do so as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord, and then to us in keeping with God's will. So we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I am not commanding you because I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. And here is my advice about what is best for you in this matter. Last year you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work, so that your eager willingness to do so may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what he does not have. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. At the present time your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn their plenty will supply what you need. Then there will be equality, as it is written, He who gathered much did not have too much, he who gathered little did not have too little. So Paul is holding up the generosity of the poor church in Macedonia. They are not giving out of their great riches, but giving out of their poverty. And he is holding up them as an example to the Corinthians, saying, it doesn't really matter whether you have a lot or have a little, but it it matters that you give. And the intention here is he's looking for the church in one place that is doing well to take care of the church in another place that is not doing well. Now, I've done it before, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that in this world, if we take the whole of all of the people who live in it, the people who have an iPod or a computer or an internet connection who can hear this podcast are probably in the half that is doing better than the other half. And so it is something that we should remember. This generosity of grace that Paul is encouraging the Corinthians. This willingness to give away. Because in so many ways, we and our churches are rich. And so the words of Paul to Timothy, coming from the first book of Timothy, chapter 6, where Paul says this to the rich, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, 
They will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. This is consistent with the words of Jesus that talk about not laying up treasures on earth, where thieves will come in and moth and rust will destroy, but to lay up treasures in heaven. That basically, that that we have been given, to the great extent that it is, or the small extent that it is, is not ours. It's something that we should consider as God's, and we should look to see where God wants that used. And here he says that we gave us things for our enjoyment. So it's not necessarily give everything away, but it's look around. Look at what would please God. Look at what would please God in terms of where we use the money that comes into the churches. Look at the money we give to the church. And so the church is called to be generous. And one last set of verses on this topic, and that comes from Second Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, He has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ, and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And so we are called to give. We are called to give and to give generously so that people will give thanks and praise to God. With that, we'll bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. If you have any comments or suggestions for where the Bible Study Podcast should go as we wrap up this series, send me an email at host at com or post a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, pod show, and limelight. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.